particularly now we should talk about James Buchanan, who um, gets elected even though basically everyone knows that he's gay. Um, he, he lived with another senator who was male. He was never married. And it was kind of that era when being gay was like a confirmed bachelor. And people didn't worry about it because there wasn't like a gay rights movement. It wasn't that big of a deal, but it was a little bit of a scandal. It was like something you could make fun of. And so they talked about him being Mrs. Senator or something or other. But they chose him. Um, he was from Pennsylvania, but he was a pro-slavery Democrat. And so that helped like win the North and South together. And his position was basically the federal government can't do anything about this. Um, and this is starting to be, well, first, let's mention the Dred Scott decision. <laughs> because uh, during when Buchanan is um, elected in his inaugural address, he makes this statement where he says, and pretty soon the Supreme Court's going to help handle this whole slavery thing, which is a weird statement to make. How would he know what was going on inside of the Supreme Court, right? Well, the head of the Supreme Court is a chief justice named Roger Tawney. And I, I think he's, he's definitely put on the court by a Democrat, maybe Polk. Um, Tawney is virulently pro-slavery. Um, and most of the people on the Supreme Court at this time are. Most of them are sla slave owners themselves. Um, and a case comes up at this time period where a man who had been held as a slave in Missouri, but then his owner took him up to Minnesota, um, which at the time was a free territory. And they lived in Minnesota. He held him as a slave in Minnesota. And then they went back to Missouri and then the master died. And at this time, this enslaved man who was named Dred Scott had the thought, wait a minute, if that's a free territory and I was living there, aren't I free? Because if, and the implication here is like, if you can bring your slaves into free states, then what's the point of free states? So he brings a lawsuit um, and it makes it to the Supreme Court. And in the Supreme Court ruling, Roger Tawney, which comes out a few days just as, as Buchanan promised, like in the days or weeks after he is elected, Tawney says, you are still a slave because you can't even bring this lawsuit. And the reason you can't even bring this lawsuit isn't just because you're a slave, but it's also because you're black. And anyone who is black in this country is not a citizen of the United States because the founding fathers, Tawney says, never viewed these people as equals. They were always, they are by their nature, he says, in the opinion, inferior and can be reduced to slavery for their benefit. So this is just an insane statement of how racist the like elite power in the country is. That This is the chief justice of the Supreme Court and he feels that this is a normal it's okay for him to, to state it this way, right? It, bring, it also makes people like Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln, who are opposed to slavery in one form or another, extremely upset. Mm -hmm. Because the implication is slavery, slavery is just people's right to have humans as property, and therefore there's going to be slavery everywhere. And that's when Lincoln, who is now running for Senate, gives uh, the House divided speech in which he says, this country can't continue to be either half slave or half free. Either one side is going to win or the other. And that kind of statement, again, is like raising the stakes. Now, he still says, I'm not going to stop slavery in the South anytime on purpose, but 
I'm going to stop it from spreading. That's how I think it should be done. And it's around this time that John Brown reemerges and tries to lead a, a massive slave revolt in Virginia where he like takes over an arsenal of guns and arms a whole bunch of slaves and they it's at a place called Harper's Ferry and the idea is they're going to go from house to house and kill all the masters and like take over and of course that makes southerners terrified and it's like oh so this is who the abolitionists are they're people who come down and like steal guns and help our slaves kill us and he is uh, captured um, by then by the U.S. military goes in and, and shuts it down. They don't actually succeed in leading a slave revolt. John Brown believed that God had sent him on a mission to end slavery. And he's often depicted as a crazy person. He was certainly a very deep believer uh, in what he thought was right. And interestingly, John Brown is then uh, executed and hung. Um, but the North... This is in some ways like the parallel to the to the caning story. People across the North choose to start speaking of this guy as a hero. And the church bells toll on the day that he's hung, and people like Henry David Thoreau and Emerson, Ralph Waldo Emerson um, are um, writing poems about John Brown. And there's these, the, the Battle Hymn of the Republic is retooled to have this John Brown's body lies a moldering in the grave, his truth is marching on. So it's like military language being used for what, by some understanding, you know, he's, he's a freedom fighter or he's a terrorist. And it kind of depends on how you understand slavery.